Greetings to the regents, the faculty, the staff, and the guests. And to each of the 3,540 graduates in the University of Nebraska class of 2019, congratulations. You just look amazing this morning. And I am so excited to be here with you to celebrate this moment in your lives as you come across a really important finish line. I'm an amateur marathon runner. I'm very slow, but I'm very dedicated. And I spend a lot of time thinking about starting lines and especially thinking about finish lines. 34 years ago, I sat where you are, on the other side of this podium, along with my fiance, we were about to get our bachelor's degrees. And I know that despite the fancy stage and the shiny diplomas and medals, it's a little bit terrifying to come to the finish line. Just when you figure out the course, you have to find another race to run. How do you find those things that you care about so deeply, you want to invest your whole self. When I came to UNL as an undergraduate, I planned to major in physics. And you know, I didn't really know what I wanted to do when I finished. I thought maybe I would teach high school. Sophomore year, my boyfriend, who's now my husband, he told me, you know, you really should switch to mechanical engineering because you'll make more money. <laughs> and I thought, I thought he might be right, actually. So um, I made appointments. I made appointments to see the chairman of the physics department and also the associate dean of engineering. Now, I started with the engineering dean, and when I told him that I was thinking of switching to mechanical engineering, he explained to me that engineering had very high standards. And he had noticed that women often found the curriculum to be very challenging. Now, he said not, not all women, of course. You know, some did OK, but some found it really tough. Now, my GPA was excellent, and I told him so. But his words made me question whether I belonged in engineering. Maybe that wasn't the race for me. Now, fortunately, the physics chair took a different approach. He asked me if I liked physics. And when I said I did, he told me, don't switch majors. In fact, he said, you should come and do research in my lab. So for two years, I worked in Dave Salmeyer's lab. And it totally changed my life. I am a first-generation college student. And when I came here uh, and as a sophomore, I had no idea that university professors did research. I thought they just taught class. But once I discovered it, I learned that I loved research. Now, eventually, I found my way to bioengineering and the work that I do today. But I don't think I would be here with you today if Dave Selmeyer hadn't taken 20 minutes to meet with me and say, come, run this race with us. I think you might like it. I've thought a lot about what I learned from that experience. And lesson number one is the world, sadly, is full of people who will discourage you and tell you no without good reason. 
They just want to keep you off their course. But instead of letting them shut you down, you have to keep searching for the people who will believe in you, and you have to let their voices fill your head. Graduates, don't let narrow-minded, unimaginative people keep you out of your race. Lesson number two, Dave Selmeyer, he has superpowers. And his superpower is believing in people. Think about all the people who supported you and believed in you as you made your way to today's finish line. You might not be here without them. Believing in people is the most powerful fuel in the universe. And the great thing about this superpower is we all possess it. Dave Selmeyer gave it to me, and I am giving it to you. Graduates, use your superpowers. Use them to inspire the people around you to do their best. Now, even when you find the right race, there are still going to be times when it just feels hard. Times when all you can think about is how much you hate running and how good it would feel to stop. How do you keep believing in yourself and persisting through those hard, hard miles? About a year and a half ago, I was coming up on what I thought was the finish line for the biggest race of my career. Together with a team of engineers and doctors and entrepreneurs, I entered a contest called 100 and Change. And the rules were simple. Each team had to describe how they would solve a critical problem of our time. One lucky winner would receive $100 million from the MacArthur Foundation to implement their plan. Our team pitched a plan to end preventable newborn death in Africa. At current rates of progress, it's going to be nearly 100 years before a baby born in Africa has the same chance of surviving as one born in North America. And our team, we proposed to close that gap not in 100 years, but in a decade. We proposed to deliver affordable technologies to African hospitals. Now, the MacArthur Foundation got over 2,000 entries, but we made it to the final four. And we spent a year traveling across Africa to make our plan better. And about 18 months ago, we found ourselves on a very big stage in Chicago about to give our final presentation as part of a Shark Tank-style face-off. We were up against three amazing teams, including the Sesame Street Workshop. Now, I I have never been more nervous for a presentation in my entire life, but our team, we nailed our talk. And when I walked off the stage, I literally just burst into tears. I was so relieved. After all of the teams finished, the judges told us they would call us in two days with the results of the competition. Now, two days later, we got the call, and sadly, that was not the news we were hoping for. Big Bird had beat out the babies. But the news, it wasn't 
it wasn't all bad. Um, the judges, they were so impressed with um, all the losers, they decided to give us each $15 million as a consolation prize. Now, I have to tell you, we, we were heartbroken. We were absolutely crushed by this news. I was so sad, I had to adopt a rescue puppy, and I cried tears into his fur. And then, then I adopted another dog. And of course, I knew, I knew it was ridiculous to be so sad about winning $15 million. But we cared so deeply about solving this problem, and we knew we needed more than $15 million to do it. As a runner, it felt like we got to what we thought was the finish line, and somebody said, oh, you still have six more miles to go. And everybody knows that the hardest part of a marathon, it's the last six miles. You hit that wall at mile 20 and you just want to stop. The first two times I ran a marathon, I had to take walking breaks starting at mile 20. And so my third marathon, it was the Marine Corps Marathon, I was determined to break through the wall. And I decided I would literally fill my head with voices of people who encourage me. I made a very special playlist, and it was timed to play voices of encouragement when I knew I would need them most. I asked my daughter, who was 13 at the time, I asked her to make me some MP3s that I could play every mile starting at mile 20. And she just wanted to know one thing. She said, can I swear? So here's what I heard at mile 21. Victory is the only thing that can keep you alive. Believe in that voice that says you can run faster, you can go harder, you can go longer. So rise and shine, because it's time to win. The very next song that I chose for my playlist was this. Each mile over the last six miles, I listened to Hail Varsity. And it is impossible to walk when that tune is blasting in your ears. I made my time goal, I did not stop. But I discovered, I discovered that this great university, it has become part of my DNA. It is there to motivate me to a personal best whenever I need it the most. And now, it's also part of your DNA. Now, the weekend after we got the bad news about the $100 million, I laced up my shoes and I went for a long run. And I listened to my daughter's voice and I listened to Hail Varsity. And I remembered, I am a graduate of the University of Nebraska. And now you, we are graduates of the University of Nebraska. And we are people who do hard things. We are people who do hard things even when other people tell us no. I remembered we, we are part of a team that does not give up even when the odds are against us. After we lost, 
my team went back to work. We raised more money and we multiplied that $15 million. And as of January, we've been hard at work implementing our plan. Our first newborn technology is in place, helping improve care for babies in more than 34 countries. UNL class of 2019, you have put in the training that allows you to cross today's finish line with pride. I hope you can feel how proud we all are of what you've accomplished. As you move to your next starting line, I want you to remember to run and to run with purpose. In your time here, you've acquired the courage to tackle big problems, the knowledge to develop solutions, and the wisdom to implement those solutions and to do it with kindness and decency. And the world has never needed that more. Tomorrow, I'm going to be out there on the Lincoln Marathon course. Who's with me? When I cross the finish at the 50-yard line of Memorial Stadium, I'll be thinking about how I finished strong because I learned to listen to Hail Varsity when I need it most. It's in your playlist, too, whenever you need it. Thank you and congratulations.